When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 84 of the Brothers Brand Podcast. One day, two games in LA. A doubleheader featuring USC and UCLA, two historic stadiums. Rick, I'm excited to unpack this story of yours. Rob, this was a legendary day on the West Coast in the City of Angels. And I got a chance to go to two college football games in one day in L.A., which is super rare. In fact, in the entire country, Rob, there are no two schools that are 30 minutes away from each other with such legendary college football programs and historic college football stadiums. So we'll get into it in just a minute. But, Rob, it is super rare for these two teams to be playing on the same Saturday and for their schedules to align for somebody to achieve what went down on that great Saturday back in 2016. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it, and it goes to, uh, to you, credit to you for flying out there. I believe it was a work trip that you were doing. You were flying out there for a work trip on like maybe a Thursday, Friday, and you saw the schedule, you, you analyzed it, you said, no way, 
No way is this happening right now. USC has a home game and UCLA has a home game. And I'm pretty sure you organized that, that work flight out to LA based around that. You weren't like, hey, let's go the week before, or the week after. You were like, nah, this weekend. This is the weekend. And that's, that's what we're talking about with the Brothers Brand podcast here. Anybody can do a lot of these things that we're talking about, but it takes a time. It takes planning. It's kind of like putting a Rubik's cube together. And Rick, you know, you did it. You did it. And, and let's break down that game. So, so what was the first game that you went to? Rob, the first game I went to was really great. It was on Saturday, September 10th in 2016. USC, Rob, was hosting the Utah State Aggies. Now, USC at the time, Rob, was ranked number three in the country. So a lot of hype, a lot of anticipation, and they were hosting a good squad, a Pac-12 opponent. Rob, I got to the stadium early. The kickoff was at noon local time on the West Coast, but I was at the stadium by like nine o'clock. And this is the... Memorial Stadium, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. It's historic, Rob, and we'll get into it in a little bit. You'll break down for our listeners how historic this venue is, but it's worth checking out if you're ever in Los Angeles because of the history behind it. And I got there early. It was a bobblehead day, so I got a nice little bobblehead. Um, it was a beautiful picture-perfect day in September in L.A. And what were you wearing, Rick? What were you wearing? Were you dressed with a plain T-shirt? What were you wearing? What what'd you no. buy, what'd you buy on eBay that week? Exactly. So ahead of time, I got the USC Trojans hat, or an old school, old school classic snapback. I had the uh, maroon and goldish USC Trojans shirt and shorts and some sneakers. And I was there to have a good old time. And I'll get into the antics in a little bit, Rob, but drop some history, some knowledge on our listeners about the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, would you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rick's going to absolutely blow you guys away with how hilarious this story is of this double header. When he was texting me that day, I was just cracking up laughing. Um, but you need to know the hollowed grounds that Rick was standing on that day and the L.A. Memorial Coliseum is actually turning 100 years old this December. It's recognized as a national historic landmark. The capacity for the USC Trojan Stadium is 93,000 screaming Trojan fans. It's hosted Summer Olympics. It hosts the USC Trojans. It hosted the LA Rams, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Dodgers, the Bruins. It hosted the first ever Super Bowl known as the AFL versus the NFL World Championship. It hosted the Olympics. It has an Olympic statues out front of the stadium. Um, and there's been so many amazing players to play there. Um, a fun story about this. So a story that dates so far back to Newt Rockney um, and Notre Dame. And what's really cool about the, uh, the Coliseum is it hosts, and so does South Bend, Indiana, hosts the USC versus Notre Dame 
rivalry game. And, and I'm bringing this up because they are actually playing each other this weekend, which we're going to get into on any given Saturday and give our um, thoughts on that game and predictions. But it's important to know that this rivalry, USC versus Notre Dame, is ranked as the fifth best college football rivalry in the nation. And it started back in the 20s. And what happened was, and how this started, was Notre Dame would always play um, Nebraska. And the Notre Dame uh, uh, coach, uh, Newt Rockney, uh, met up with a, uh, a, uh, the athletic director from USC on a train coming back from Chicago one day. And the USC athletic director was telling Newt Rockney, hey, you got to you got to come out to L.A. You got to play. You got to play at uh, at the Coliseum. And uh, and Newt Rockney wasn't really feeling it. He was like, you know, I think we're going to keep playing Nebraska. But it was actually Newt Rockney's wife and the athletic director of USC that were in the car in the uh, in the train with them, but in a different uh, uh, compartment of the car, uh, train. And the wife of the athletic director from USC was convincing Newt Rockney's wife to come out to LA in the fall. And if you know LA in the fall, it's beautiful compared to South Bend, Indiana. It's beautiful in South Bend, but a little warmer in LA. And uh, the AD's wife successfully sold Newt Rockney's wife on the idea of coming out to LA. And Newt said no to the AD, but then his wife convinced him a couple of weeks later, hey, why don't, we, why don't you guys play the Trojans? And lo and behold, back from the 20s, uh, that is when the rivalry began. And Notre Dame is 47, 36, and 5 in that Notre Dame, in that, in that rivalry. And it's ranked the fifth best rivalry in the nation. Rob, unbelievable there. I love how you went deep for our listeners. That's what you do best, Rob. I know everybody's salivating. This coming Saturday is going to be another amazing tradition with those two facing off in South Bend, Indiana. But back in 2016, Rob, it was the Trojans, and it was a beautiful picture-perfect Saturday afternoon. Now, keep in mind, again, I got there early. I received the bobblehead, which is still in my collection to this day. And then... Who doesn't love a good bobblehead? Got to have a good bobblehead. I get there early. I go over to the student section. And, you know, we're still in our mid-20s at this point. So you kind of look like a student. You blend in. And it was so early on, Rob, the teams were just coming out and starting to warm up. It wasn't, you know, even an hour or two before kickoff. How many people people do you think were in the stadium, Rick? Let let me just ask you. Geez, well, it sits almost close to 100,000 people. But at this point, there's probably 30 to 40,000. So it's filling in. It's filling in. And um, the student section, as you know, you want to get there early because it's all basically general admission. The first students in get the first row, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to the top. So uh, what's cool at USC to try to drum up excitement pregame, they actually hire a DJ, which makes sense. It's L.A. It's the entertainment capital of the world. They have a DJ set up on like this stilts on this stage. And the DJ is solely performing. He could have been on stilts, but, you know, (laughs) he probably was just standing on a stage platform. But nevertheless, he was tall. He was elevated. And 
he's performing this music, hip hop, rap, whatever you want to call it, just getting the people going yeah. early morning. It's like 1030 local time. The yeah, students are bopping and weaving and having a good time. But Be what's bopping cool and scopping all over the place. <laughs> you should have seen these guys were up riff raffing. It was it was it was a sight. And so carrying on. Oh, just shooting the shit. It was fantastic, I tell you. So I just am in the crowd. I'm having a great time. And when you're by yourself, Rob, we've talked about this before on Brothers Brandt segments. When you're by yourself, it's a free-for-all. It's basically an all-access pass to do whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, two people, you can get it done. Three people, it gets very challenging. And fourth, you might as well just sit in your regular seats. Rick, it, it, it's your world, and we're just living in it. Well, that's what I was doing that day. I was in my own world. And so this DJ was promoting everybody to get loud and just be like extremely over the top. And I remember just jumping up on the chairs and like going crazy, throwing my arms around. I think I was throwing my hat around. And the DJ, what he was trying to do was pick 10 people, the most like 10 exciting, fanatical USC Trojan fans to come on down to the field. And people, you know, some guys were dressed up a little bit more, but I was just in a shirt and a hat, but I made it work. I got his attention. And what I actually think happened, Rob, was they selected somebody near me, but I said, screw that. I'm going down. All right. I'm going down. And I remember actually, as I was coming down, there was another person from like the same area of me heading down as well. And there was like a security type person that was like, no, no, no. They picked that guy. They picked that guy. I go, no, they didn't. They picked me. They picked me. And I like brushed his arm off of me. And I went down the steps, you know, like the four or five steps from the student section down out onto the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get down out on the field. They have these director's seats, you know, the classic director, movie director seats with like the canvas course, material course, in the back. Of course, yes, the, wood, yes. the wooden like X's with the, it's just like, you look like you're a movie director. Yeah. And they have 10 of these set up on the sideline. And I hopped into one with like six or seven other people at the time. They filled in the 10. And then for some reason, they just started giving us Chick-fil-A sandwiches. This this event, this in interaction with the crowd was just sponsored by Chick-fil-A. So, so let me get this straight. Let me pause you right here. You're at one of the most historic stadiums in, in the world. And... You got down onto the field, you're sitting in a director chair, and you're eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I couldn't believe it either. It was out of this world. It what was a like, Saturday. No. What a Saturday. I thought it was in heaven, Rob. I thought it was in heaven. And I'll tell you, somehow, some way, they had the Chick-fil-A sandwiches, and they were still warm. I don't know if they had them in, like, the to-go delivery, you know, Ziploc container with the zipper and the cooler. It's just a, it's just a different level with Chick-fil-A. It's just a different level. They just know how to get it done, and I couldn't have been more happy. The only thing I was missing was like one of their, I don't know, desserts perhaps, but it milkshake. was still, one of their milkshakes you were feeling. Yeah, I, I could have used a milkshake that day, frankly. It was the only thing missing, but shout out to the folks at Chick fil A for doing it right. It was an unbelievable Saturday. And so here I am in the director's chair, and they're just giving you Chick-fil-A sandwich after Chick-fil-A sandwich. It was like almost a buffet or something. They're buttering you up. They're buttering you up, baby. You got to take that. What happened they, next? What happened next? Well, that was it. That was the bizarre thing. They just said, all right, we're going to shut up, shut down shop here, and everybody head back up to their seats. Like, we got a chance to spend maybe 20 minutes down out on the field. 
But what would happen, Rob, at that point was the sidelines started to fill in with a lot of people, a lot of recruits. And, uh, you know, Rick did his thing. And uh, I blended in. I said, screw that. I'm not going back up to the seats. I'm on the field now. I'm staying down here. So this is all around like the 30, 40 yard line, kind of close to midfield on the sidelines. And I walked the USC bench as players are starting to come out onto the field in full attire and uh, I find myself, Rob, believe it or not, standing with the volleyball team recruits. USC had won the volleyball championship the year before. Um, these were This was a good-looking group to be in. I had no right to be there. But nonetheless, I start chumming it up with the volleyball team and their coaches, uh, the recruits. We're now under the goalpost in the south end zone of the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. And I got a chance to stay on the field for kickoff as the players came out and they did the classic horse Trojan out of the locker room. It was unbelievable. And then the guy comes down and stakes like the sword into the ground. He looks like one of those Trojans from back in like the, you know, BC era. It was epic, Rob. Epic. That is amazing. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. You know, hanging out with the volleyball team, having a good time having some Chick-fil-A, sitting in a director's chair in LA, you know, it, it all sounds great to me. And then, and then to be by the action, like, and that's a thing too. It's like, if you're going to get on the field and you're on the field and someone's like, Hey, you got to go back to your seats. You're like, yeah, cool. And then I think what everybody needs to know is like, just chill on the field. Like worst thing that's going to happen is that you just get kicked back to your seats. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody like five minutes later says, you got to go back up. And then you say, okay. And then you come and he comes by another, like five minutes later, you got to go back up. And then at that point you probably go back up, but on the first time, no, you stick it out. Exactly. So Rob, this game was a great game. It was a beautiful day. USC got off to a great start. They were dominating by half, but what was pretty neat about the game was uh, two future NFL uh, stars were playing in the game. And at the time USC their quarterback was Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, as we all know, is currently the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, but he was drafted number three overall by the New York Jets back in 2018. And also playing in the game was his wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is currently a wide receiver for the Steelers. And it was just neat to... Uh, see these guys in action USC dominated they ended up winning 48 to 7 and for everybody at the Coliseum their day was over but mine had just hit halftime Rob where'd we go next Rick where'd well, we go I'll next tell you, that's a good question so we went about 30 minutes north on the 110 expressway in LA I went Rob, normally people are complaining about the traffic in LA, yeah. but I think because the game was going on, there was another game up in Pasadena, the UCLA Bruins at the Rose Bowl. I don't know, but the football gods were looking out for me that day because I hit zero traffic, zero traffic going from the Coliseum to the Rose Bowl. And I remember pulling in, parking, and as I'm getting close to the parking lot and more people are kind of starting to see what I'm wearing, I switched out of the USC Trojans and I put on the UCLA Bruins shirt and hat. 
So you went, you went on eBay, you got the UCLA swag too. Absolutely. I knew what I was getting in for this weekend for 20 bucks. I had a shirt and a hat for both teams and uh, nosebleed tickets. You just got to get into the stadium and then find your way down out onto the field. And that's what I did at the Rose Bowl. Before we go any further, enlighten our listeners with the magnitude of what the Rose Bowl is. All right, let's do it. So the Rose Bowl is in Pasadena, California, and it opened up in 1922. The LA Coliseum is 100 years old this December. Well, the Rose Bowl is going to be 100 next year. That's how historic these stadiums are. And this, too, is also recognized as a national landmark. The capacity at the Rose Bowl is over 100,000. It's 106,000 to be close to exact. And similar to the LA Coliseum, it's hosted Super Bowls. It's host, it hosts, obviously, all the uh, UCLA Bruins, uh, the football games, men's and women's FIFA World Cup finals, um, Olympic soccer matches, college football national championships game, national championship games, and the Rose Bowl, which is, besides for the college football playoffs, the Rose Bowl is the most historic and watched uh, bowl game of the year that's on New Year's every single day or every single year. And it's, uh, it's preceded by this amazing Rose Bowl parade, uh, which is just breathtaking, right? Uh, there's a stemmed rose on the facade of the stadium. And uh, it's just an amazing place to be. When you're there, you're like, oh my gosh, so much history has taken place in this stadium. It's like having, we have a lot of baseball listeners who follow the Brothers Brand podcast, episode 83 documented Yankee Stadium and how historic that venue is, especially in the postseason. But it's essentially like having Fenway Park and Wrigley Field within 30 minutes of each other. I get goosebumps as a sports junkie just thinking about how the LA Memorial Coliseum and the Rose Bowl are so close together and so tied together with their history. And I am honored to have spent a day on their fields. It was epic, Rob. So I roll into town and UCLA, they are taking on the UNLV Rebels that day. And boy, did they come out strong. The Bruins dominated, Rob. They were off to a great start in the first half. They laid it on strong in the second half. And they were led by Chosen Rosen, Mr. Josh Rosen, who had been drafted a few years later by the Arizona Cardinals, currently still plays in the NFL. It was a fun time in Los Angeles where both teams had star quarterbacks that were destined for the NFL. And uh, it's a great rivalry between UCLA and USC. Uh, they play every year. And it's really cool. Just uh, if you ever get a chance, if you're ever in California, the Los Angeles area, if you can't make it to both, try to make it to one. I highly recommend it. Rob, you've been to the UCLA Bruins Rose Bowl Stadium, and we've enjoyed the sidelines. I got to tell you, you and I had actually went the year prior in 2015 and you and I knew exactly where to sit in the south end zone, first row, yeah. the, the, the 
benches are basically right on the field. There's like a wall that's up to your shins. I mean, it's really cool seating, actually. And there's a little gate that opens up. And I knew exactly where the gate was. I knew I had to get there early. I got a chance to interact with the cheerleaders outside the stadium before the game. There was some fun fanfare and tailgating going on. But what was cool was I remember getting down to that gate area and there was a security guard there that was around our age. And he was doing uh, wrestling. He was a high school wrestler. And um, I said to him, I go, hey, can I get down on the field? I was just on the USC field earlier today. I'd like to get a chance to spend pregame warmups on this field. And uh, he said, no, man, I can't really do that. I'm, uh, I'm volunteering here. We're doing this as a fundraiser for my high school wrestling team. Well, I said, why don't I make a donation to the high school wrestling team and you don't and you don't see anything here. And that's exactly what happened. I slipped the man a 20, Rob, a 20. I <laughs> right through the door, opened up the gate and I was down out on the field. I spent probably 45 minutes down out on the field as as the uh, national anthem. The players came out of the field, out of the locker room, onto the field. It was uh, it was pretty hilarious. I didn't I didn't abuse it. I didn't try to go anywhere. Just hung locally and then went back into the seat as the game kicked off. But uh, really appreciated him allowing me to get down out onto the field. Hey, and that and that donation is gonna that's gonna buy them Gatorades to stay hydrated. Maybe some RX bars to you know really fuel up uh, after uh, their wrestling matches. Rick, it's a phenomenal contribution. That twenty dollars goes a long way nowadays, right? I look at it as a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time, Rob. We had a great Slip time. Slipped a man at twenty. Slipped a man at twenty. You know, you put grease on the squeaky wheel. You slide in. You open up the gate. And Rick Brand is on the field for another historic uh, stadium. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was an epic day, and I'll always remember that day. I'm so excited to dive into Any Given Saturday, one of our favorite segments on the Brothers Brand podcast, where we talk about the most anticipated college football games of the upcoming weekend. And this week, Rob, we are going to start with the two L.A. teams that we just focused on. Coming up this Saturday, the USC Trojans head to South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Give me your rundown, Rob, on how you think that game is going to play out and who's going to be the last man standing at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, man. Excited to talk about this. Trojans versus the Irish. Like I said, the, the history dates back to the 20s. Um, epic, epic history. And again, it's like um, the Penn State, Ohio State episode that we went over the other week. You take the records, you throw them out the window. You take the current records, throw them out the window. This is a backyard brawl. It may not be in, in LA's back, backyard, but they know the magnitude of this game. And I think it's going to be extremely close. Again, I think Notre Dame is always overrated. They barely got out of Virginia Tech alive. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. However, Notre Dame will win. And I think the score is going to be 30 to 27, Notre Dame. Wow, that sounds like an instant classic on NBC Saturday night. I'll be tuned into this one as well. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I think they are the better team, and I think they'll win by a couple scores. 
but it'll be the Fighting Irish that get the victory Saturday night. Rob, let's talk about UCLA, who's hosting a home game at the Rose Bowl against the Oregon Ducks, who are currently leading the Pac-12. So I like Oregon in this matchup, Rob. I think they're the better of the two teams. However, on grass, I think the speed of Oregon sometimes can be neutralized. We saw that a few weeks ago at Stanford, their only loss of the season, playing on that grass, that natural uh, turf. I think that can be sometimes challenging for an Oregon Ducks football team. I think that could slow them down a bit here, uh, but I do think they're the better team. UCLA is 5-2, and two, Oregon sitting at 5-1, and one, so they're both right there. I just think you got a couple more playmakers on the Ducks sideline. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, um, very, very similar thoughts to you on this one. Grass definitely slows down the speed. Um, you know, it's at the Rose Bowl. So uh, that does play a factor as well. Uh, the Ducks don't get to wear their blackout jerseys like they did this past Friday night. Those were scary. Um, you know, uh, so I definitely think it's going to be close. This is what, in my opinion, would be considered a trap game uh, where someone thinks that they're going to win and then they could get upset. Um, but I think that um, I think that Oregon wins this game, but it's going to be it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I think Oregon wins. I think they learned that you can't have two losses and try to make the uh, college football playoffs. They have to win out from now on. Well said. And we know the Bruins fan base, they're going to pack that Rose Bowl stadium, looking to pull off the upset on ABC in the early window Saturday afternoon. So we have a few other games, Rob, that we should dive into for our listeners this week that aren't L.A. related. First and foremost here, Wake Forest, 6-0. and The Demon Deacons head on the road to Army. They're playing at Army, who's 4-2. and They're no slouch this year. We're going to have to talk about another one of our service universities playing this weekend that could have an impact on the top 25. Their host in Wake Forest, do you think they stumble the Demon Deacons this weekend, or do you think they roll the 7-0? and I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Demon Deacons move on. However, West Point in the fall is absolutely gorgeous. The foliage, the leaves turning from green to brown. Uh, West Point Stadium is on the Hudson River. It's absolutely breathtaking uh, for all of our fans. You got to get up there for a game. This may be the game. And you can actually take a Sea Streak ferry from the Jersey Shore all the way up to this game and back. It's pretty remarkable. And uh, high, put it on the bucket list to go up to West Point. Absolutely, Rob. Another similar matchup happening this weekend is an undefeated 6-0 San Diego State heading to Air Force, who's 6-1 this year. So Air Force is having a great season. They're hosting an undefeated Aztec San Diego State team. And similar to what we just talked about, Rob, I think Air Force is, is a good squad, but I think San Diego State's going to keep the undefeated season rolling here. What are your thoughts, sir? Go Aztecs. Yeah, yeah. And this is going to be a night game for most of you on the East Coast, Central time zones. It'll be kicking off around 4 o'clock local time. So, Rick, uh, Rick, who'd you have in the uh, in the Army game? 
Oh, well, I think Wake Forest as well stays undefeated. I don't think either of these two teams trip up against the service men and women, but shout out to all those serving our country. Thank you for your service. Rob, these are two more games here that I think will be fun ones to watch. And uh, first, we've got LSU, who's four and three, just played a dramatic game at home against the Florida Gators, going on the road to take on Old Miss and Coach Lane Kiffin, who just got out of Tennessee alive. They are five and one. This should be a nice SEC matchup. Uh, rumor is that Coach Ogeron from LSU and LSU Athletic Department have agreed to part ways at the end of the season, mutually agreed to. So this will be Coach Ed Orgeron's last season at LSU. Uh, do you think they're going to finish strong? Do you think they're going to pull off the upset at Ole Miss? Or do you think Ole Miss gets the 6-1? and one And really, your only loss against Alabama makes them look like probably one of the top two or three teams in the SEC. Rick, I got a couple words for you. The first two are go Tigers. We got the Tigers going to Ole Miss and upsetting the Rebels in a in a US in, a, in an SEC game that's going to be remembered for a long time. I think this one is going to be an extremely high scoring game, just like the uh, just like the the Florida and LSU game. But go Tigers! However, however, um, Ole Miss and the Grove do not lose a tailgate. They do not lose a tailgate. They may lose football games, but they do not lose a tailgate. The Grove at Ole Miss has been ranked the number one tailgate spot in the country year over year over year over year over year. So for our fan base, just like West Point, put it on the bucket list to go to the Grove. Rob, I'm going hottie toddy this weekend. That's all I got. Old Miss Rebels roll in this one. And the last game to watch for this Saturday, Rob, one of my favorite teams, I know you're in love with them as well, is the Oklahoma State Cowboys undefeated 6-0 and on the road heading to Iowa State, who's 4-2. and Does the Cowboys keep it going, Rob, or is this where they slip up? Rick, in Iowa State, they do something called the tornado warning. When the Iowa State Cyclones score a touchdown, they do the tornado warning. And I got to say, Cyclones, baby, Cyclones. Wow, wow. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Cyclones over the Cowboys, according to Rob Brandt. I'll take the Cowboys to keep it fun. And I hope all you listeners enjoyed this Brothers Brandt podcast, episode 84. I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at six and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets.